Welcome to The Good Word with Pastor Stephen Adolfo Ochre. We encourage you to like, share, and subscribe to our social media channels on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at CCC Agape City Chapel or at Stephen Adolfo Ochre for the good word of God that will inspire and spare you unto good works. And now, today's message. Let me hear loudest. Amen. Amen. Quickly, take your Bible with me and uh, let's see what we do we are continuing our series that we started last week on the uh, the Christian his culture and his church say after me the Christian his culture and his church but again the Christian his culture sound and his church the Christian his culture, well, I can't hear you well. Say the Christian, his culture, and his church. Yeah, so that is what we are, we are doing. And then we learn by the grace of God that the Christianity or the life we are living as Christians is a way of life. It is not a religion. It's the way of life. It's our culture and it's our lifestyle. In, in, in other words, you cannot be separated from your Christian life. We cannot say that you put your Christian life somewhere. You know, something that says, I'll put Christianity aside and I'll do what I want to do. It's, it doesn't happen. It's like saying that you put your humanity aside and do whatever you want to do. It doesn't happen. Are we together? Are we together? So we read from Luke chapter 4, verse 16. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. So we discovered that Jesus had a custom that he, did, he does on every meeting day or on every Sabbath day. And we also made you understand that the Sabbath day is not talking about speci- uh, necessarily talking about Saturday. The Sabbath day is any time that we agree to meet the Lord and have an encounter with the Lord. That time is a Sabbath day. Jesus said, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. Are we together? Are we together? Acts chapter 17, verse 1 to 2. Acts 17, verse 1 to 2. Now, when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them three Sabbath days, risen with them out of the scripture. So you could see that there's a form of a Bible study, uh, our own kind of SCD, when Paul went to the community. And, and, and he, he taught them the word of God for three consecutive weekends. Amen. Amen. So it is necessary and it is part of our custom that we meet every time that God gives us the opportunity. Are we together? And I said that every culture is built on pillars. And as a church, these pillars form the basis of the culture of the church. And the first pillar we are looking at is the pillar of profuse giving. Say after me, the pillar. Let me let me hear a voice. Well. Say the pillar of profuse giving. Say the pillar 
of profuse giving. Acts chapter 20, verse 35. Acts chapter 20, verse 35. The Bible said, I have showed you all things. It means that I have taught you all things. I've taught you how to pray. I've taught you how to fast. I've taught you how to live pure. I've taught you how, how, how to evangelize. I've taught you how to, how to manage your business, how to take care of your home, and how to do well. I've taught you all things. I've taught you all things. How that's so liberating, you ought to support them that are weak. I've taught you everything, and I've also taught you that the more you are working, you must have the inclination and the understanding to support the believers who are weak. And to remember the words of the Lord, Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. What he's trying to say is that of everything that I've taught you, one thing that is of utmost importance that you are supposed to remember always. Why did Paul say that you are, you are supposed to remember that? Because as human beings as we are, there's a possibility of us forgetting that which God has taught us. Are we together? Are we together? There's possibility that we may take for granted that which we have learned. There's, there's a possibility that we can look at, uh, we can take up what has been taught disdainfully and that we may not really appreciate the full import of that which God, through his servant, has taught us. So Paul said, remember, tell somebody, remember. When you try to forget, remember. Remember means that put a sign somewhere that will always remember you about what Jesus said. Are we together? Do all that you can and make sure that you, 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 you remember and never forget whatever that God has instructed you. And he said, remember the words of the Lord Jesus. So what Paul, now what Paul was trying to say is that I am separating my word from the words of Jesus. He said, I have showed you all things. Or in other words, I have taught you all things. But this one that I'm telling you is exactly the words of Jesus himself. So if in any way you may forget what I've taught you, if in any way you may, you may lose what I've taught you, if in any way you may disregard what I've taught you, never disregard what Jesus has said. Am I communicating? Am I communicating? Never look down on what Jesus has said. And what did Jesus say? He said, remember the words of the Lord Jesus. Remember the words of our master. He's the master of your life, the master of the day, the master of the night, the master of the rain, the master of the sunshine, and the master of our finances, and the master of our future, and also the master of our family. And he said, remember the words of our master Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. In other words, the giver is more blessed, more blessed, or the giver gets more opportunity to be blessed than the one who only receives without giving. Am I communicating? Anybody who only receives, in fact, there's a there's a sea that is called Dead Sea. The reason why the sea is called Dead Sea is not because the sea is dead. But it is said that the sea only receives and it has no uh, outlets where, or tributary where the river or the water can also go out and then form other rivers and, and streams and things like that. So as a, as a result of always receiving, everything in the water dies. That's why it's called Dead Sea. And that's how God made us. He made us to receive and to give. In fact, when a child is born, the first thing he does is to give. What does he give? What, what does he give? He gives us voice or he gives us crying. When a child is born and he doesn't cry, we think that he is dead. So the child must give something. 
And that is what God wants us to understand and to know that the one who is giving is more blessed than the one who is receiving without giving. Are we together? Are we together? Yes. Remember the words of our Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. A life of blessing is a life that is seen in giving. When a life is characterized by giving, that life can be said it is blessed. You see, let me say, let me say this thing to you. If all that you have in this life is money, you are a poor person. Hello? If all that you are fighting for in this life is to get money, is to get money, is to get money. If all that you have in this life is money, you are poor. Life is more than money. Are we together? In fact, the measure of your life is not in the amount of cars, houses, or, or money you have in your bank accounts. The measure of your life is in the people whose life you have affected positively with the things you have. The measure of your life is seen in your contribution in the things of God, in the house of God, in the kingdom of God, and in the church of God. When we step foot into this place, what thing can we mention that you did this one is the measure of your life. When we gather all the people in this community around and we ask somebody to point out what you have done for him or her, your contribution in that person's life, that is the measure of your life. That's what the Bible said. A man's life, uh -huh. he said, beware of covetousness because a man's life does not consist in the abundance of what? Abundance of what? The right word is the abundance of material things he possesses. It means that you can have the abundance of possessions and still be poor. You can have the abundance of possessions and still lose your life. Why? Because your life is seen and it is measured in the reflection of others. When you see other people's life, when people can say, had it not been you, I wouldn't have known the Lord. Had it not been you, I wouldn't have completed school. Had it not been you, I wouldn't have seen the, the light of day. Had it, not, had it not been you, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been able to become the kind of person I've become. That is the true measure of your life. Are we, are we together? Are we together? Yeah. The Bible said there are some people who only receive and they keep it and yet they turn into poverty. Yeah. Remember the words of our Lord Jesus. How he said it is more blessed. In other words, the one who gives is, is more than a blessed person. Am I communicating? Are we together? Look, 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 look at it in your Bible. More blessed. It's like the Bible is saying you are more than conquerors. It means that you are not a conqueror. You are more than the one who says he's a conqueror. I'm not communicating. The Bible says we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. It means that you are not just a conqueror. You are not even, you are not even a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. And the Bible says this one, the one who is living a lifestyle of giving, that person is not just blessed. That person is more blessed. It means that when you put blessed, blessed people and they also place you alongside, you have a higher ranking than them. Are we together? Why is the Bible saying that it is more blessed to give than to receive? Why? Because the one who gives receives things that money cannot buy. Hello? Yeah. Those who have money have the money to buy things money can buy. But the most important things in this life are, the, are those things that you have that money cannot buy. 
I'm not communicating at all. I'm not communicating. Yeah. So whenever we are giving, we are supposed to give according to the standard of God, not according to our own standard. And last week we discovered, we learned the first principles of giving from Genesis chapter 4, how two brothers after a certain point in time decided to give. And the Bible said God accepted one person's giving and the other person's giving he did not accept. And we discovered that Brother Cain's offering, even though it was not corrupt, even though it was not rotten, but God did not accept it because after all this while, he just gave God one fruit. But we discovered that for Abel, after all this while, he gave God the first and the best of everything that he had. Are we together? Are we together? And we also discovered that, that none of us should become a king in the house of God. That we should always motivate those who are giving and we ourselves should also motivate ourselves to give and to give more. And we learn from 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 5, chapter 8 verse 3 to 5, is that the first realm of giving is the giving of yourself. One thing I've seen is that, is that see, the measure of your giving eh, is determined by the, um, the, the measure of your giving of your body to the Lord. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? If a man have so committed himself to God, when he's giving money, it doesn't affect him. No. But when a man is giving a certain amount of money to, for the kingdom of God, for the work of God, and then he's so finding it difficult to pay his tithes, to, to honor his pledges or her pledges and things like that, it's a sign that the person has not so committed himself to the Lord. Listen, how much debt you have in God determines how much you give to God. How much of you in Christ determines how much of you you put in the, in the things of Christ. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Are we together? Yeah, you, you, you have to understand this one effortlessly. How much of you, if all of you is in Christ, then all of you in the things of Christ will not be a bother. Will not be a bother at all. So we discovered that Cain killed the brother because his offering was not accepted by God. And the Bible said Abel died, and yet his offering was speaking before the Lord. Are we together? Are we together? Now today, let's quickly do this and we go. There's a gentleman in the Bible that the Bible calls him Noah. Everyone shout Noah. In fact, in, in Genesis chapter uh, 6 chapter 7 the Bible said everybody was sinning like our day but Noah found favor in the sight of God in the, midst of the, in the midst of a period where everybody was misbehaving the Bible said Noah found favor grace in the eyes of the Lord so God separated Noah and he said my son Noah I'm going to use you to save the world of the flower and the Bible said God gave Noah instruction to prepare an ark that will save mankind and animals so that human beings do not die. And for all the 120 years Noah used to preach the gospel, only eight people got born again. And the eight people are the members of his own household, which includes the wives of his children. Being part of the body of Christ and fellowshipping with God's people comes with certain blessings from the Lord. The church series, Blessed in the House, is a book that reviews the wonderful blessings the Lord bestows on us through fellowship. 
30 plus motivational vitamins for daily productivity is another life-transforming book written by Pastor Stephen Adolfo Ochri, the head pastor of CCC Agape City Chapel. You can get these other books and audio messages by calling 024-151-7975 or 020-990-5838. I'm not communicating. I'm giving the summary. And the Bible said, after the flood, Noah came out of the flood of the ark. And when he saw that everything is gone, everything has been wiped away, and all that he has is the little things he has in the ark, the Bible says he stepped out in chapter 8 and gave an offering unto the Lord. Let's read Genesis chapter 8. Genesis chapter 8, verse 6. So it came to pass at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the windows of the ark which he had made, then he sent out raven, which kept going to and fro until the waters had dried up from the earth. Let's jump again to verse 15. Verse 15. Then God spoke to Noah, saying, Go out of the ark, you and your wife, and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing of all, the, of all flesh that is with you, bears and cattle, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, so that they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. Now, when God is telling Noah to be fruitful and multiply, what has happened? Already, now listen to me, already Noah was living at the time that he had everything at his back and call. He had everything. All the animals were around. But when God, was, God instructed them to go enter the ark, God sent them two by two. Do you know that story? Do you know that story? He said, bring two. He said, two of every species. Assuming we have thousand of species, and then God is saying, Bring two. What has happened? It's a loss. Is that not so? Two out of a thousand, you have run it, you have run at a loss. And God put these two of two by two of animals of everything in the ark for 40 days. Right after the flood, the Bible said, God told Noah to come out, come out with everything, and said, Now I'm commanding you again to be fruitful and to multiply. Verse 18. So Noah went out. And his sons and his son's wife, and every creeping thing, every bed, and whatever creeps on the earth, according to their families, went out of the ark. Verse 20. Verse 20, look at that. Verse 20. And Noah built an altar to the Lord. Hello? Hello? Number one, the first question is this. Every tree has been cut down. Is that not so? Everything is gone. In fact, the ark at that time was standing on the mountain, Mount Ararat. So where did Noah get the tree to build the ark? Because in those days, they built ark from, from the soil, from stones, or from wood. So where did Noah even get a stone to build that ark? But the Bible said, Noah built an ark unto the Lord. And what, what did he do? And he took off every clean beast and every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Please, do you see what I'm seeing? I can't hear somebody. Do you see what I'm seeing? Do you see what, do you understand what, what I'm trying to say? Do you understand what the Bible is saying? If you are alive here, I want to hear your voice. Do you understand what the Bible is saying? Now, this, this, this is what the Bible is trying to, the picture the Bible is giving us. All the clean beasts and clean fowls Noah had at that time were the ones that were kept in the what? They were kept where? They were kept where? They were kept in the ark. 
When the gentleman came out with his family, he said that he sacrificed every. So this one is a clean beast. Come. This one is a clean beast. Come. So at the end of the day, he might have sacrificed about one, uh, three quarters of every clean, clean animal that was left in the ark. Is somebody get what I'm saying? It's like, no, in fact, the picture of Noah's time is the picture of our day because everybody entered into the ark. You entered into your house, pandemic. Coronavirus came. Everybody was in the house. And people lost things. People lost families. People lost jobs. People lost money and other opportunities. Is that not so? Is that not so? Noah came out of the pandemic and he said, the little money I have on me, I'm going to give half of it to the Lord. I'm going to give to the quarters to the Lord. That's what Noah did. A typical example of our day. I've lost everything, but the little that I have, mm, it is more precious. My life is more precious than the things I have. I'm going to give it to God. And the Bible said, Noah offered burnt offering. This why he burnt them. Where? On the altar of the Lord. Now listen, go look, go look from heaven and he saw that this guy, this thing you are doing doesn't make sense. Because you have lost everything. All that you have is this small number of beasts and fowl. How come that you are sacrificing all of them for me like that? Then look at what God said in verse 21. And the Lord smelled a, sweet, a soothing aroma. Everybody say aroma. So let me hear you say aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, this is before God, 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 God said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground anymore for the sake of man. Although the imaginations of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. What, what is happening? God is saying that, listen, the same thing that happened that made me kill people. Man sinned against me and as a result, I destroyed humanity with the flood. Now, if man does the same sin, I will not destroy them with flood. Why? Because somebody has sacrificed a sacrifice that has touched my heart. Is God endorsing sin? No. But somebody's sacrifice is the reason why you are still alive today. Had it not been for Noah's sacrifice, all of us would have been dead. What I'm trying to say is that Noah's sacrifice preserved humanity and preserved his family. Am I communicating to somebody at all? Verse 22, and the Lord said, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. And verse 9 said, and God blessed Noah and said unto, his, and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Do you see what I'm seeing here? One man's offering made God change his mind about destroying of humanity. I believe that God knows that he's going to send his son Jesus to come and die for us, so there's no need for him to destroy, destroy humanity. I'm not communicating at all. And you and I know from that day up to date, the Bible said God gave Noah a sign, a sign of the rainbow. From that day up to date, we have never seen that God has used water or the rain to destroy humanity. Never. Why? Because one man's offering changed the acts of God. Ladies and gentlemen, 
if you are so daring and so courageous and so confident and you have so enough faith in God to give to God out of your what you call little or minimum resources, one day, one day, God will look at that offering you give to him and by so doing, he will alter the nature of your life. It happened to Noah. Time will not permit me to show you from scriptures many other people that gave out of their small resources and the law altered their life forever. From the days of Noah up to date, it's still yesterday it rained, but we didn't hear that it killed everybody. Am I communicating? Yes. Why? Because Noah. In fact, sometimes when it's, when it is cloudy and it's going to rain and you see the rainbow, what, has, what happens? Suddenly the rain will disappear. Why? God is remembering us that somebody made a sacrifice. The meaning of, an, of a rainbow means the battle has ended. Because in those days, when they are going to fight, they use bow and arrow. And so at this time, when, when they fight and they conquer their opponent, they, 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 they lift the bow like this. I get what I'm saying. They lift the bow like this. And God said, I'm lifting my bow in heaven. Is the sign of the is the is the rainbow with all colors means that for all nationalities and for all nations and for all humanity, that whenever you see this rainbow, remember that one man starts on this surface of the earth and he gave me an offering and a sacrifice. And by so doing and by that offering, I made up my mind that I'm not going to destroy humanity. So when you see the rainbow, be comforted. This rain will not destroy your life. No worse offering. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to come to that point where our offering will change our life, where our offering will enter into the future and change the life of our children, change the life of our, of, 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 of our sons and daughters, change the life of our family. Do something for the Lord. That will move God himself. Listen, listen, God is not moved, but you can do something that will move God. When God sees what you are doing from your heart, you will be touched. And he said, I will not destroy you. I pray in the name of Jesus for you this morning that your offering will be acceptable in the sight of God. That God will give you a heart that you can give like the way Noah did. That you will do like the way Abel did. That you will do like the way our fathers did. That they procured the mercies and the grace of God. That they procured the favor of God. And by their date, by the date of their giving, the Lord preserve their lives and our lives as well. I pray for you that God will speak to your heart and speak to your mind in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. Stand to your feet with me. I want us to pray. I'm very soon going to ISC. Stand to your feet. Bible said, when Noah came out of the ark, he didn't, he didn't say, I'm going to do fasting and prayer. No. In fact, when we read Acts chapter 10, there's a man called Cornelius. The Bible said that Cornelius was a prayerful man, yet he was also a man of giving. So the angel appeared unto him and said, Cornelius, your prayers and your giving had become a memorial. It means that God always remembers, even though you're not a Christian, but God always remembers your prayers and your giving. Yeah, listen to me. Prayer, prayer becomes effective in the corridors of giving. When you pray and you don't give any seed, any offering, you are just, you are, you are just frustrating your, your, your prayer. Your prayer and your giving. Your prayer and your giving. 
has come before me. Noah, when everything got missing, when he lost everything, the Bible said he built an altar and he also made a sacrifice unto the Lord. What have you lost? 2020, you lost something. 2021, you have lost something. Ladies and gentlemen, in the midst of our losses, you can still do something. And the Bible said, by so doing, God will remember you. Lift up your hands. I want to pray and talk to God. The Lord, today, I've heard your word. Touch my heart and touch my life. And make me a doer of your word. In the name of Jesus, lift your voice and begin to pray. Are you praying, somebody? Are you praying? I want to hear your voice pray. Lift your voice, somebody talk to God. In the midst of our losses, Lord, help us to stand in giving. Let us appreciate you with our giving, oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands with me. Father, we pray this morning for your, for, to, for your people. And we have to let your word have, your, have, have his perfect work in them. I pray and release grace for your people. That your strength will be made perfect in them. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that may you perfect that way concerns them. Stir up your word in their lives. That we will remember the words of our Lord Jesus. That said that it is more blessed to give than to receive. That we will follow the pattern of Noah. That in the midst of destruction, in the midst of disaster, Lord, he still chose to build you an altar and to give. Therefore, I pray, Lord, that you look upon our acts of giving from our heart, Lord, and you touch the life of our families, of our nation, of our world. In Jesus' name. Someone shout amen. Give the Lord a clap of somebody. Thank you for connecting with us today. You can join CCC Agape City Chapel on Sundays at 7 a.m., 9 a.m., and 6 p.m. For prayer, counseling, direction, and giving, call our helpline on 024-151-7975 or 020-990-5838. God bless you.